Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today, we're going to spend a little time talking directly to teachers, saying, I see you and keep the faith, my friends. Let's get started. As we get started here, and yes, I realize that was redundant, uh, let's get started and as we get started, but as an English teacher, I'm probably more hyper attuned to that than some of you would be, but I do want to talk about teaching for a couple minutes here. It's probably going to be a shorter than usual episode, but it's something that is just not only really heavy on my heart, but something that's actually come into the room quite a bit as I'm working clinically with some teachers who are just so burned out right now, and it's not the only vocation that has been going kind of through the fire over these last several years, especially since COVID. But um, we can look at nursing, we can look at the medical community, we can look at people in shipping and transportation, we can look at people in mental health. I mean, there's so many who are in careers that have been just dramatically affected by things post-COVID, or frankly, again, while we're still in COVID and trying to deal with the ramifications of it. But teaching seems to be really going through some shifts over the last couple years that COVID has then exacerbated. And so I want to just check in with teachers for just a couple minutes here and say, I see you, I see the struggle, and keep the faith and remember the why, why you chose this career. So over the last couple weeks, I've sat with several teachers who, um, one of them wants to leave the field altogether. She just says, this, this is exhausting. There's no way to make headway with what we're doing right now. Um, She is in the dynamic of teaching kindergarten, and there's been a lot of top-down mandates including, but not limited to, COVID-specific interventions. So there's kind of this sense from administration, at least the way she's expressing it. And and frankly, I see this in many different sectors of education right now. There's this sense of, let's just carry on as we were going to. So several years ago, when testing was increasing and when we were trying to get a lot of data points and force students to reach benchmarks, that urgency is still there. There are still top-down mandates that are being imposed on teachers right now that are the norm for where education is heading, but they're not taking into account the fact that students that are showing up in kindergarten and first grade and anything younger than that right now have literally never had a traditional school year. It's been interrupted education since they've arrived in school. Then I look at my middle schoolers. I look at my seventh and eighth graders who in middle school, they have not had one ounce of tradition in that particular segment of life. That's already a volatile period of life to experience, and it's been exacerbated by shifting education expectations and also a global pandemic. Then I have my 9th, 10th, and 11th graders who have gone into high school but haven't had any modicum of familiarity over these last few years. I look at my seniors that graduated last year and my seniors who are on tap to graduate this year, and it's just not conventional. It's not comfortable. There's so many disruptions that they've experienced. There's been quality of education that's been compromised, and we're still asked to carry on as normal. And frankly, that is such a ludicrous expectation to say, 
students should be meeting all of these benchmarks, students should be following through on all of the expectations, and even worse, those that the students have been entrusted to, teachers are not allowed to let gaps show up. And we're in a global pandemic, and we are increasing our expectations for testing and for data points, and we are addressing but not giving interventions for things like trauma and things like giant behavior problems. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's such a lose-lose situation in education right now, at least from my perspective, it feels that way, where I'm sitting with teachers and they're saying, either I'm moving districts or I'm moving careers. This just isn't sustainable because administration and those that are making decisions on teachers' behalf are saying, proceed as normal. And there's been nothing normal about these last 18 to 24 months. And our students have not had anything normal for these last 18 to 24 months, which means our students are acting out and our students are resisting and our students are having gaps in their education. And it falls on the teachers to somehow mitigate that. And then we have parents who are scared and parents who are frustrated and parents who are trying to avoid these gaps from showing up. So they turn to the teacher too and they say, hey, can you help absolve some of these issues? And so the teacher is in the middle of that, that trio there, trying to meet the needs of the students, trying to appease administration, trying to come alongside of parents. And it's exhausting because we're exhausted too. We are also trying to pivot and move and shift with every ebb and flow that comes out of these last 18 months. We're trying to do our utmost to meet kids where they're at, but kids aren't where they used to be because we've had two years of disrupted education. And so there has to be some sort of recognition that we're going to have quality of education compromises that cannot fall on a teacher's shoulder to mitigate. It doesn't work. We don't get to fill in the gaps created by a global pandemic and proceed as normal and expect that teachers aren't going to wear out. It's an unrealistic ask. It's an inappropriate ask. And so I'm sitting with men and women who are saying, not only is it inappropriate, it's unsustainable. I can't be with my family without panicking about what's going on at school. I can't be at school without guilt that I'm somehow not meeting the needs of my family. Any talk of self-care is like, hey, let's do this super cool professional development and really, really get you amped up and hyped up. When the reality is I'm sitting there thinking at a professional development day like, wow, it sure would be nice if I had energy not only to do this, but to incorporate any of these new strategies into my classroom, except that I'm in survival mode. So it just doesn't work. And hey, I'm not the face of education. I used to be. I used to be immersed in it 100% of the time. I'm now a 50%er because I have other things going on. And even at 50%, it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting trying to fill every gap that shows up in a day. I only have at this point about 55 students that I intersect with daily. Three years ago, I had 120 that I intersected with daily. That's what some of our teachers are up against. They're up against 120 students coming into their classrooms, trying to accommodate their learning, but also their social health, also their emotional health, also just checking in and making sure their physical needs are being met. It's just an unsustainable ask right now. And there isn't, there isn't a place for me to go to say, hey, we need to do A, B, or C to help 
help alleviate some of the pressures of teachers. But what I'm trying to say is teachers, I see you and I hear you and I understand the exhaustion. What I hope is that by expressing it, that parents and others will hear this and think, hey, maybe space and grace is something I should be offering. Maybe there's a gentle startup when I approach a teacher and ask for additional support. Maybe there's some sort of generosity lent to teachers if and when they're not able to do a quick turnaround on grading or if and when they're not able to give instant feedback on things. There are so many expectations put on the shoulders of educators right now. And from my point of view, and again, I'm, I'm a sole voice here, but I'm hearing it from other people too. From my point of view, there's not a lot of grace in the equation. And so I'm sitting with people who are saying, I can't do this anymore. I've poured 25 years into this life. I've poured 15 years into this. I've poured 10 years into this. And I'm going to have to walk away from something that is so important to me because there's not grace for me to be human here. Because top-down dictates are coming my way constantly. Constantly, and parents are barraging me constantly and students are harassing me constantly when they don't get exactly what they need out of me. It's an exhausting cycle to be in right now. And it feels important to say, friends, you need to cut some teachers some slack right now. And teachers, you have to boundary up a little bit and put some self-grace and self-compassion into the equation if and when you're not getting it from those that you're entrusted to help here. It's okay to say, hey, I have limits. It's okay to say, I gave everything I could today and that's going to have to be okay. With several of my uh, clients last week, I ran through the understanding that some days we can show up as a 10. Some days we have energy to show up as an eight or a nine and that's a great space to be in too. And some days we're gonna show up as a two or a three and survival's the name of the game. And that's going to have to be okay because we have limits and because we cannot be everything to everyone inside of a global pandemic and we cannot bob and weave with every expectation that comes our way from students and parents and admin. It just doesn't work. It's untenable. It's unsustainable. And if you're struggling, it makes sense to me. I do encourage you to use your voice to self-advocate and say, hey, I have limits. I want to negotiate with you. What does it look like? If you need me to accomplish X and Y, how do I get rid of Z? You have to be emboldened in understanding that if you're struggling right now, it's not because you're not invested. It's not because you're not engaged. It's not because you're not doing your job well. And hey, if those reasons are true, you know, do better. But I don't believe that's accurate for many teachers. I think you show up in teaching because you have a heart for students and you want to be the change that students see. You want to be the people that students refer to. You want to equip students to do well. And right now, that's such a big ask and it is exhausting. And because that's true, you might have to self-advocate. And I just want to give a voice that says you're not wrong. It is a lot right now. It is exhausting. One of the things I'd like to encourage you to do is when you get up in the morning, remember your why. Why are you doing this when it's overwhelming? What do you care about these kids? What is it all about for you? You might have to check in with yourself pretty consistently. Give yourself a pep talk. It's about the kids. Show up for them as much as you can, but show up for them with what you have available. And you do need to start advocating if there are unrealistic expectations being put on your shoulders. You're not wrong. If this is a season of overwhelm for you and you're an educator, I get it. I see you. I hear you. Use your voice to self-advocate. Remember that it's about the kids 
kids and give yourself some grace and some compassion because it's been just an insane season. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I hope you have a good rest of your week and we'll be back again next week with an interview with my cousin Tiffany and she's going to talk to us about 92 for 22, an organization that supports veterans and we look forward to hearing more from her. If you'd like to connect at all, feel free to email me at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Whenever you're willing to share or like or follow, it's always appreciated. Thanks so much, guys, and have a good week.